They took their cattle and their goods, which they had gotten in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt, Jacob and all his seed with them. And he sent Judah before him unto Joseph to direct his face unto Goshen, and they came unto the land of Goshen. And Joseph made ready his chariot and went to meet Israel his father and presented himself to him and fell on his neck and wept on his neck a good while. And Israel said, I can now die because I've seen your face, because you're still alive. And Pharaoh spake unto Joseph, saying, Thy father and thy brethren are come unto thee, and the land of Egypt is before thee. In the best of the land your father and brothers can dwell. In the land of Goshen let them dwell. And if they now know any men of activity among them, then make them rulers over my cattle. Gives them a job. And Joseph brought in Jacob his father and set him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. That's a very interesting little turn of events because you'd expect the opposite under those circumstances. So it it appears that Jacob was a man of relatively great self-possession because that's not a... You wouldn't bless Queen Elizabeth in all likelihood (laughs) unless you had a lot of gall. And Pharaoh said unto Jacob, how old are you? And Jacob said, I'm 130 years. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life. And I've not attained unto the days of the years of, my, of, my, of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. And Jacob blessed the Pharaoh and went out from before Pharaoh. And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen, and grew and multiplied exceedingly. And Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years. So the whole age of Jacob was 147 years. And the time drew nigh that Israel must die. And he called his son Joseph and said unto him, If I have now found grace in in thy sight, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and deal kindly and truly with me. Bury me not, I pray thee, in Egypt. But I will lie with my fathers, and thou shalt carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burying place. And Joseph said, I will do as you have said. And it came to pass after these things that one told Joseph, Behold, thy father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, And one told Jacob and said, Behold, thy son. And one told Jacob and said, Behold, thy son Joseph cometh unto thee. And Israel strengthened himself and sat upon the bed. And Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see your face. And lo, God hath also showed me your children. And Joseph brought them out from between his knees and bowed himself with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand towards Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near unto him. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hands purposefully, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him, and he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head unto Manasseh's head. And Joseph said unto his father, Not not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. Put the right hand upon his head. And his father refused and said, I know it, my son, I know it. He shall also become a people, and he shall also be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his seed shall become a multitude of nations. Another repeat of the same thing that happens continually. It says when, when God wants to intervene in human affairs, what he does is invert tradition. It's something like that. And so that's a sign that, that there's something new and special going on and that gives precedence to the younger child rather than the older child. Precedence to what is new rather than what's traditional. Of course, sometimes that's necessary because tradition is insufficient and sometimes something new has to come into being in order to update it. 
And Jacob called together his sons and said, gather together so that I can tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourself together and hear you sons of Jacob and hearken unto Israel your father. Reuben, I'm not going to go through all 12 of these. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Now, the story is quite interesting here because Jacob blesses Joseph's sons before he blesses his own sons. And so what he's doing is placing the rights of the firstborn into the sons of his favorite son. And then he goes to his sons. And so that has implications for the way the biblical stories lay themselves out from thenceforward. The excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed, then defiled it. He went up to my couch. You may remember that Reuben slept with his father's concubine. Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. So that painting there. What happened with Simeon and Levi was that somebody lay with their sister, Dinah, and then offered to marry her and then had, and then became circumcised because that was part of the deal and then had all their men circumcised and then Simeon and Levi went in when they were recovering and killed them all. And then Jacob and all his people had to leave because, well, that irritated their relatives. So, <laughs> Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. O oh, my soul, come not thou into their secret. Unto their assembly, mine honor, be not thou united. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they dig down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, thou art he whom my brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion and as an old lion. Who shall rouse him up? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him, but his bow abode in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. For thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Even by the God of thy father who shall help thee and by the almighty who shall bless thee with the blessings of heavens above. Blessings of the deep that lieth under. Blessings of the beasts, breasts and of the womb. The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel. And this is it, that their father spake unto them and blessed them, everyone according to his blessing. He blessed them. 